cutting edge guests, awesome uncensored jaw-dropping information, plus funny memes, good deeds, and loads of laughter. Kind of have it all. Ladies and gentlemen, if your soul's awake, then welcome, because you're in the right place. Well, welcome back to the Star Wars Soul Show and Grace of God on Rumble, you divine lions and lionesses. We stand for love, levity, and liberty. And you have back to the show a general of God's army, Bishop Jim O'Connor, former U.S. Army Major, airborne, retired, West Point grad as well, in North Virginia, and the amazing Colonel Chuck Sellers, retired Deputy Commander of Delta Force from his home in Texas. Amazing men. We are doing part four of Kazarian Mafia, and the timing is quite serendipitous and apropos, given the state of things in the state of Israel versus the people of Israel, and Zionist versus Judaism, yada, yada, as they say, right, gents? Just to make a little bit light of it, but not making light of death. So but great to have you amazing men back on here. And you're looking amazing, too. You look younger since we've last been together. I wonder why that is. I don't know about that. <laughs> I say so. I say it must so. be It must be the root brands. Yeah. Yeah, there, there you go. Yeah. And you're running now, too. 70 years yeah. old, starting to run. Amazing. Amazing. So, Jim, grace of God, why don't you start us off with a prayer and then... Uh, uh, you had something to read scripture about Kazarian Mafia Part 4 and then over to the Colonel and some of his updates. Well, it's great to be on with uh, you, Brad, and you, Chuck, uh, brothers. This is a good time for the law of encroachment because we are definitely being cursed. And many good people out there are being cursed because we're in the height of the battle between good and evil. So before the courts of heaven, we, we invoke the law of encroachment and we ask God, our heavenly father, to, to dispatch his holy angels to remove all spells, curses, hexes, generational curses, evil operations and evil devices from us and all our loved ones. In Jesus' most holy name, amen. Amen. I'd like to read uh, a verse from the second chapter of the book of Revelations or Apocalypse, depending on your religious uh, affiliation. And it's verse nine. And the Lord is talking to the good people. I know your tribulation and thy poverty, but thou art rich. Thou art blasphemed by them who say they are Jews and are not. But they are of the synagogue of Satan. I think that's important for us to understand that there are Kazarian mafia who call themselves Jews. But even God, 2,000 years ago, told us that they're really not Jews. Jews are good, holy people. They don't worship in the synagogue of Satan. Yeah. Powerful. That's powerful. Yeah. Now the word of the Lord, the Lord is always amazing. Certainly. And Chuck, you had mentioned as we were getting ready to record 
what you saw from the October 23rd of this year leading up to October 30th was the same as you saw 1982. The words you used were, it's almost like it was scripted. It's different actors, but the exact same script. For those of us not in the know or might not have been born at that time, or at least of adult age at that time, what was this 1982 and 1983 then reference you were alluding to? Yeah, it's a, it, it, it it almost scared me. It was so similar. But um, in '82, Israel did an incursion into uh, into Lebanon, into southern Lebanon, and there was a hell of a lot of fighting that went on there. Um, that was before I deployed there, and I got there in '83 and '84, and the residue of all of that conflict was was still happening there. The the, the um, Destroyed buildings in in Beirut and all in the, in the environments around it. Um, the artillery fire was still all going on in '83 and '84. That was back in the days when the, I think it was the New Jersey was on station and firing rounds into the to the hills around Beirut. Uh, I mean, when I say rounds, I mean 16 inch shells into the into the hills around Beirut. But it just reminded me uh, when it happened so quick because on October 28th. Everything was hunky-dory and peaceful, 29th. And then all of a sudden, the 30th and 31st, it all goes to hell in a handbasket. Right. It was almost, it seemed to me, I told my, I told my wife, I, this is Michelle, this is sick. This is, this is like a script on how do you start World War III. And, uh, and it, all they've been talking about for the, at the end of October going forward is... World War III is coming. World War III is now on the way. We're in the beginning of World War III. Nobody was talking about that at the beginning of October. Just remember, try to remember and see if you can remember people talking about World War III at the beginning of October. No. You're it's not actually the first week of, of October they were talking about in mainstream media about Ukraine and Russia and Ukraine soldiers finally throwing right. down arms and surrendering to Russia. That was the first Just, week. And, and remember, the Ukraine, five, that was five weeks ago. Right, we talked about Ukraine at length on yeah. some of the earlier podcasts that we talked about. Right. And I mean, Russia was doing God's work in Ukraine to uh, to clean that mess up because that was all Kazarian mafia. And so now, all of a sudden, the eyes turn away from Ukraine, and now everybody has to focus on this on uh, on Israel and Hamas. Who's good and who's bad? Really good question because I don't think the Israelis are good on this thing, and I can't imagine that all of Hamas is uh, is good on on this thing either. Since Israel funded Hamas, yeah, what, and I'd make a distinction here. What uh, a shit show! Absolutely, perfectly. Yeah, and before we go forward, and pardon me for stepping in on this for anybody that it might be a trigger word alert. We are not painting any citizen of Israel, as the Israelis were speaking of here, you know, it would almost be the same as saying, look at what the Canadians are doing at the Freedom Convoy, smashing the heads. No, we now know those are actually Ukrainian mercenaries on rented horses that came in and also were smashing the heads. So Canadian government and Canadian government controlled Nazi people wearing uniforms of police officers or UN type military 
would be the same attribution here relevance as to what Colonel Sellers is saying, like it was the Israelis. We're talking about a small complex, military industrialized complex, like President Eisenhower warned the world about, just like JFK warned the world about tearing and splintering the CIA into a million little pieces. Same thing here. A deep state Kazarian mafia controlled Israeli state on purpose set up as well as you just heard it from Colonel Sellers say, they funded Hamas. So it's literally one gang creating another gang to create the broiler and some of those top nasty Luciferians just sitting back, probably smoking a pipe, tapped into adrenochrome and laughing all the way while they create this media circus about they're wrong, we're right, they say we're wrong and they're right. And all they're doing is bilking everybody's money and bilking your energy for louche when really it's a small, small sect of, as you heard from Bishop O'Connor, the synagogue of Satan running. And don't forget where the support for this conflict is coming. It's coming from here, from the States. We're supporting this thing just like we always do. Um, and if you don't think that there's Kazarians that are in charge of this freaking country, you really need to go do some more research and try to figure figure what's going on here because it's all part of the script. This is all part of the same damn script. And we, I mean, it's like we're walking down the path and you know, it's not the right path, but how do you get off the path? You are out in charge of it. Yeah. And, uh, it, and it's, it's, uh, it, it gives me a feeling of futility. Like, here we go again. How many guys are going to get killed on this again? Well, let me, Guys. Add a little bit of truth to this from Ezekiel chapter 38, verse 10. More than 2,000 years ago, the Lord saw this coming. And he's basically in this verse addressing Gog and Magog, who are the Antichrist and the false prophet. Thus saith the Lord, in that day, projects shall enter into thy heart, and thou shalt conceive a mischievous design. Now, isn't a mischievous design a false flag? Yeah. So you you have the greatest wall of uh, safety anywhere in the world, and all of a sudden it's inactive, and you see these buildings coming down. A building that blows up explodes out. A building that comes down, that's controlled demolition. That's an engineering feat that takes months to do on a tall building. Yeah, we have a beautiful example of it on 9-11. Yeah, and there were examples of it on the news when supposedly Hamas attacked. Well, if Hamas did that, they had to be working on those buildings for months because they came straight down in their footprint. This is definitely a false flag, which is a mischievous design. They're trying to suck us into a war where they can take money and continue with their evil of child trafficking and adrenal chrome harvesting and destroying every good person on earth because they look at us as subhuman when in fact they may be the ones who are really not totally human. Yeah. And, and, and there are many wonderful Jewish people who are not part of this evil and think that when we speak against the evil of the Israeli government, 
who are of the synagogue of Satan that were saying bad things about our brothers and sisters of the Abrahamic religion were not. We love them. We dislike and strongly hate the actions of those who call themselves Jews and are not. And this is the same uh, state, Israel, which has its court in the form of a ship. And at the very top of its court building, it has a black pyramid. Yeah. You know, having been married to a Jewish girl in the 12 and a half years that we spent together, nearly all 12 and a half, beautiful and wonderful. And I was not raised Jewish. You know, I got to see a, a lot of amazing, loving things from that side, from Judaism. And not once do I recall, if anybody's Jewish, I don't know what Enelia is, so I was invited up to say Enelia, and it was quite wonderful and beautiful, reading Hebrew backwards from the bottom right all the way up to the top. And to sing Enelia, not once have I ever seen in the, you know, that entire time together and with her family and with their, their sacred ceremonies, Fridays, Sundays, Saturdays, you name it, a black pyramid around anywhere. I don't remember it at all. So why is it that the state of Israel has their court literally designed as if it's a ship, a ship, like a tall ship from the 1700s with a black pyramid on the top of it? These are things that make people go, hmm, and you might want to research. Yeah, and I thought when, when all this started on the 31st, 30th, 30th, and 31st of October, you know, I was hearing all this talk about the lease expiring on Israel. The Israeli lease expires on October the 31st. And it kind of made sense to me at the time because it kind of, the, the timelines match up to when Israel was formed back in 1948. Kind of, it kind of seems like, okay, they, they signed a 75 year lease. So I started doing the research on it. No, there is no lease. That 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 is not true. Um, the uh, the only document that really talks about it is the Balfour Declaration from 1917, which was put out by uh, by the British Arthur Balfour to Lord Rothschild um, about yes, we think it would be a good idea to create a homeland for the Jewish people. Period. It was a one page letter. Period. Nothing ever was no. Nothing was ever written. No contract was ever signed because of it. Uh, Israel came to be on, on May the 14th, 1948, the day the British mandate on Palestine ended. And I think it was 4 p.m., 4.30 p.m. that afternoon, David Ben-Gurion, the first prime minister of Israel, declared Israel as an independent state that afternoon. That afternoon. Uh, there was no lease that was put in place by the Brits. That's that's uh what do you call that false <laughs> false information yeah misinformation <laughs> misinformation yeah. so it, some things make a little more sense when you take it in that context context um, but I think it was just too convenient and too scripted and too staged that all of a sudden we're pretty much at peace on October the twenty seventh. And by October the 31st, we have a flaming war between Hamas and Israel. 
and then the support mechanisms of U.S. and everybody else who's around them coming in to support this thing, which, I mean, it could lead to World War III. It, it's entirely possible. But the way it happens so fast and so furious, I mean, it just begs for an, an, investi- an investigation into the reason behind it, because it doesn't make any sense. I, I wonder, Colonel and uh, Bishop Jim, as we were talking before we got on here, maybe this is an apropos time to read what our mutual friend, S.G. Anon, posted just six hours ago on his channel on True Social. With regards to whether there will be an investigation or not with the current U.S. members of Congress and Senate. And here's what S.G. Anon wrote, everybody. Wrote, why did Julian Assange say the greatest foreign threat to America come from the Israel and the Israel lobby? Why did the Shah of Iran in the 1960s state that the Jewish lobby in America does not, in quotations, advance the interests of either the people of the U.S. or Israel itself? Who then is ultimately responsible for Ayatollah Khomeini's rise to power? Where was Osama bin Laden educated? How much foreign aid is sent to the nation of Israel each year by Washington, D.C., the District of Columbia, another city-state? I added that for dramatic effect. So what are Israeli loyalty oath and the Pledge of Allegiance laws in U.S. states? That's a new one for me. And why is every newly elected U.S. congressperson asked to sign a statement of fealty to Israel? What happens to them if they don't? Why is the American-Israeli Public Action Commission the largest bipartisan political lobby in the United States? Who do they fund? Who started Goldman Sachs? Who is Bernie Madoff? Who is Larry Fink? Who is Antony Blinken? Who is Klaus Schwab? Who is Deborah Burks? Who are these people really? Questions lead to answers. Hashtag dark to light. Hashtag where we go one, we go all for MSG. So I wonder if there will be an investigation with the current USA Corporation Congress people and senators that are, still exist there. Yeah. There's nothing like asking the fox to guard the hen house. Absolutely. Right. I mean, there's multiple sources that say that the cruise missile that hit the Pentagon on 9-11 was launched from the Potomac River and from an Israeli submarine. Yeah. And you and I were there right after, within a matter of days after, slightly separate times when you were still with the unit and I was still with RIM Blackberry. And we have the emails at, at RIM, and these were some of my colleagues at the Pentagon you know, missile strike, missile strike, missile strike. That's all there, recorded on BlackBerry servers and their network operations centers. And as Trump said, we have it all. And so, and we also have the footage which keeps coming up, right? Kazarian Mafia deep state to cycle up the drums of war and said good men, good women off with their good families staying behind to fight bankers wars, to make themselves rich and displace people around the world from what it seems. Absolutely. Well, you have to ask yourself a question. It's hard for me to believe that we don't have combat air patrols up around the nation's borders at all time. And when these flights go way off course, 
if there were in fact flights? Why weren't aircraft scrambled and who told them to stand down? Now, whoever tells them to stand down has to be part of the National Command Authority. Well, we won't exactly say this, who they are, because we want to keep this unclassified, but those who know who the National Command Authority are, they know who they are, and they know that someone would have to tell Combat Air Patrol to stand down if, in fact, the an aircraft went so far off course. Just like so they, the, the, it's an inside uh, job. Yeah, just like they told them, told the uh, response forces to stand down when the guys were trapped on trapped on the roof in Benghazi. Yeah. Why don't we sh share that story if you don't mind, Colonel? No, I mean they, they, there were people that were ready to go in. That's I mean. Uh, air air, air gu uh, guys, ground guys, they were all ready to go in for a rescue mission, and they got uh, – I'm surprised they didn't actually go anyway, but they got specifically told from the very top, stand down. You're not going in. And they just let those guys – Yeah, basically. They got out on their own volition, you know, the ones that got out. Yeah. Thank God some of them got out. And it, no, they, were, they, they were they were murdered to watch 13 hours 13 hours movie give you yeah. Yeah. 13 hours uh, Jim go ahead Bishop. Yeah, they were obviously murdered by Obama and Clinton and everyone who was in that national command authority they did not want them talking about how they were arming, arming ISIS now if you look at the films of ISIS and their road marches they had M60 tanks, M113s for armored personnel carriers, M16s. The only country that makes those weapons is the United States. And you may say, oh, how do you know? When I was a company commander in a mech infantry unit, those are the weapon systems that I had under my control for two, two years. I know those weapons like the inside of <clears throat> the inside of my wallet. I mean, it's... You never forget stuff like that. And to see them armed by the United States, which means they were not only armed by the United States, they had to get their spare parts from the United States. They had to get the ammo for these weapons from the United States. They had to get taught how to maintain them from the United States. And this was our government doing that while it was fighting against other parts of our, other parts of our army. I mean, what the heck is going on here that we elect such, or they steal the elections, these scumbags who don't mind killing their own soldiers to do their agenda? Yeah, these they're not Jews. They are from the synagogue of Satan. Some of them are Christians from the synagogue of Satan. Some of them are Jews from the synagogue of Satan. Some of them are Muslims from the synagogue of Satan but they're all from the synagogue of Satan and they don't mind killing Americans and taking money from both sides to enrich themselves. How does a congressman like Pelosi end up with a hundred million dollars of wealth? She didn't earn that. Honestly, she's an idiot. She wouldn't know how to earn any money. Honestly, 
She couldn't run a business. Neither could Biden. Biden has always been a dope, but a crooked one for sale. And Mitch McConnell, what a buffoon. Romney, a child rapist. And a bishop in a terrible church. Breeding women for child sacrifices. I mean, these are all things that are known. The Bushes, I mean, God bless. Boy, did we get fooled into thinking they were Christians. We couldn't have been more wrong. We have to separate the good from the bad. We have to understand that those of us who are telling you the truth are putting our lives at risk because these evil bastards don't want don't want to be known for what they're doing. But I can tell you this, and this is right out of chapter two of Revelations. God says, I give everyone according to their works. He knows exactly what people are doing who are good and bad. Now, if you're doing something bad, you can repent. But there's a time where it goes too far and you damn yourself. And God just says, well, that's your result. God doesn't damn you. You damn yourself. And these people doing these evil things are damning themselves. And the people who are unaware and stupid, who refuse to wake up, you're sitting on a fence. The fence belongs to the devil. And it's a terrible place to sit in this world, and it'll be even a worse place to sit in the next. Because that's exactly how Haman died. The one who wanted to kill all the Jews. Shame on him. Those were good Jewish people who loved the Lord. And he hung, but those days people didn't hang by the neck. They hung on a spike. Very nice way to go. I think going to a proctologist is painful. I can't imagine what that must have been like. But he wanted to mass murder and commit genocide. Kind of like what we're seeing going on in Gaza. They want to commit mass murder and genocide. And they want to kill good people on both sides, both Jews and Palestinians. All descendants of Abraham. Basically, distant relatives. They should get along. But these Kazarians who Chuck has told us so much about in the previous three episodes, they're, they're really not Jewish. They're really from the synagogue of Satan. And God even tells us that 2,000 years ago. Bloodlines of Cain. And there's a famous video from the 80s on the South Lawn of the White House where Reagan is giving a speech as president. And the CEO of Goldman Sachs walks over to him on mic and says, hurry up. And Reagan goes, oh, oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, okay. And pretty much says, that'll be all and heads off. That's the 80s. That's an analog. It's not a deep fake clip that's been around yeah. more than 20 years, floating around in the 90s too. So well, he, didn't, he didn't exactly play ball with them. That's why they shot him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
And who is there? Who is his national security or, excuse me, the director of the CIA there, right? <laughs> Neff, a.k.a. Bush, who was also there and bankrolled JFK's assassination. And we also just heard about that once again coming out. You know, well, people are so blind to that. Some people are still blind to that, that that's even out. And they can't buy it from RFK Jr. himself saying, Here's now all the documentation we've been saying it. And people still just choose not to believe. Oh, of course. And, uh, you know, it's pretty simple to understand that uh, if you look at President Bush's itinerary the night before, he had dinner with John Hinckley Sr. So John Hinckley Jr. took shots at Reagan. How is that a coincidence? Reminds me of that movie, Catch Me If You Can. You know, it's kind of like, let's tease the public, but you just give them enough. And then we bring in somebody and create a movie like Conspiracy Theory with Gibson and uh, that girl from that other movie with Richard Gere. And yeah. just, and now we show everybody how crazy conspiracy theorists are. Right now, I think we're batting, you know, 150 and 0 thus far. That's even better than Nino Rodriguez's title by far. So, yeah, um, that's where we are, right? Yeah, it'd, just, it'd be worth everybody just go back and watch Wag the Dog. Wag the Dog, yeah, absolutely brilliant. Brilliant movie, putting it in our face. Mm -hmm. Yeah, with Hoffman, Dustin Hoffman. Or another good one to watch is V for Vendetta. Oh, yeah. 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 And that, well, that's where SG has part of that We Are Inevitable logo, right? From V. Yeah. You know, and just what we've been seeing on the, the Petro dollar and the debt clock coming up here, exposing the Kazarian mafia, and they haven't said it for the good guys behind the debt clock. But, you know, from Creature from Jekyll Island, it was the US Petro dollar was to be that asset-backed paper currency, Federal Reserve note, and then Saudi Arabia finally said a month and a half ago, see you later. So it's not even backed by oil, which is infinite and not a finite resource and a resource we really don't need because we've had free energy for thousands of years. And they've been hiding that too. And anybody who comes up with a water run car and they separate H2O, and by the way, people can get this for 30 bucks on Amazon and separate your own glass of water and create hydrogen, oxygen, and turn it into an engine. Well, we had the capability in 1898. Yeah, right. And the and energy from the ether. And they just don't want that because that's that form of control. But you know, it goes to the it, it. I know we talked about it before, but I, the one that really has always stuck in my head was December of 01 when I was on the first wave into Afghanistan. I mean, we didn't even have lights in the freaking place. We were heating ourselves in burn barrels outside of the uh, ruins of Bagram Air Base. And um, <clears throat> Rums Donald Rumsfeld, in my opinion, one of the nastiest people that ever walked this planet, um, comes and visits visits the troops. And he tells my, my general, I, I was sitting right behind him, and he goes, um, <clears throat> I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not satisfied with the way you guys have handled it. And I, at this time, we had... We had pacified all of the all of the groups with all the warlords. We had people, special forces guys, with every single of the groups, 
and everything was pacified. The Taliban was was taken down for the most part, and it, we'd only been there for a couple of few weeks, and it was already done. Rumsfeld comes in and he tells the general, I am not satisfied with the way you're handling this. He goes, I'm bringing in the 10th Mountain Division. And I just went, we, re- we are on the path. This is Vietnam again, again. And I was in 01. How long were we there? Count the years. And it's always the same playbook. We're on the same playbook again. We're on the path. We can't stray from the path because we're on this path. We're going to go to war. It's going to happen because they're going to make it happen. And the only thing I can think of is don't do it. I mean, you know, think for yourself and somehow or other we have to figure out how not to do it again. There are reports that the Russians have just standing by five years worth of ammo. And they have all sorts of equipment. A lot more equipment than we'll ever have. The Chinese also have five years of ammo. And if you count their reserve, they have an army of 200,000 or 200 million, excuse me. And we have what, a million and a day's worth of ammo, and we're going to stand up to them? Does that count the ones with pronouns or not, Bishop Jim? (laughs) (laughs) Boy, I'll tell you what, a guy in a skirt will literally scare the shit out of them. The only way they'll scare them is because he'll think that they'll want affection from them and they're not those kind of guys. But seriously speaking, we're disarmed. We don't have the ammo. We can't produce our own oil. We have no money. We don't have any of the natural resources to conduct any kind of war operations against any reasonable threat without being conquered because our politicians have made themselves extremely rich and they've made our country extremely poor. And you do not have to be a general officer to understand that we're totally outgunned, we're totally outarmed, and we have a political leadership right now that doesn't know it's ass from a hole in the ground. And that's the nicest way I can say it. And if you think that Biden can lead this country to victory in a war, against Putin and against Xi and against all their forces. Uh, I want some of the dope you're smoking too, because when we get hit, I don't want to be sober for it because we're going to get She's in San Francisco right now and they cleared all homeless off the streets just for his motorcade, you know? So when push comes to shove and they want to do something, we'll get it done. And, um, when you also look at it too, you look at this is like a real life Tom Clancy novel with Robert Ludlum in Tom Clancy's op centers. You have the dragon and the bear. You have some of all fears. You have red October. You take that Trinity of those three from Clancy's collection. Then you got your Jason Warren. Then you got the Clancy op center, which was typically, typically in the middle East. And this is all happening right now. And as the Colonel said, you know, this is like a script 
from 82, four decades later, we're seeing all over again from the playbook with just slightly different actors, but doing the same thing. And everybody, you know, has a short-term memory, most of them, at least this audience doesn't. But, you know, pandemic, lockdown, how many wars were going on? How many skirmishes? There was no Ukraine. No, there was no Nord Stream pipeline, which, by the way, newsflash, Ukrainian commander is now out, outed as the one that organized the raid and blew up the Nord Stream pipeline and blamed it on Russia. And here we are in, in playing it out. And then now we've seen the reports through this Kazarian mafia, maybe it's a communication system where it's designed for waking up people. But just yesterday, the millions of the military-aged men who've been marching across or flown in to America's border, coming in, not, e not even the ones with kids, just themselves wearing masks, that apparently they're UN troops and there's white painted UN Apaches? I didn't know they had such a thing. It always come from different countries, but. Well, the only country that makes Apaches is the United States. Why are we giving, why are we arming the UN to fight against American people? What kind of, what kind of politicians do we have? I mean, the politicians that support that, they need to be put up against the wall and shot by the military. Those are traitors. Yep, and they have General Motors manufactured labs, all painted white with UN symbols on top of them, apparently, you know, filmed and photographed in California with, you know, tankers and trucks and, you know, deuce and a half, the new version of deuce and a half. Obviously, I've been out for a little bit. Um, yeah, all manufactured in North America. Our yeah, paid for by the, paid for, for by the overtaxed American people. So, yep. Canada needs to be part of the USA Republic instantly, regentrified. And as we heard from Lieutenant Colonel Ricardo Bosi, anybody who watched our live stream with <clears> Captain <throat> it was on Captain Kyle's platform, so everybody wants to fact check me. It was myself, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Ricardo Bosi, Dave Graham, Captain Kyle, last Friday night. And the speech on was Saturday in Australia, and Lieutenant Colonel Ricardo Bosi said to the audience there, he said, who here wants to be the 51st state of America and the crowd went wild absolutely and he said do you have a message for me to provide to commander-in-chief Trump now if Ricardo's listening I'm paraphrasing we'd have to go back to the transcript but he basically was saying hey, do you have a message for me to handle to commander-in-chief Trump and I've always told Ricardo when he's been on and you guys have seen him on the shows have been on with him too I said you know I identify you as a commander-in-chief and he'd just go ha, 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 ha. I don't know I don't know but I do and well, so if Australia becomes the all come together. Mm -hmm. if Australia becomes the 51st state, he needs to be the vice president of Australia. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. And the commander in chief of the forces over there in that hemisphere. Yeah. Or region, whether it's up or down, I really couldn't care. You know, flat earth, round earth, toro field. People seem <laughs> to lose sight of like what really matters. What really matters is the children and the vaccine genocide and everything else is a distraction from that to yeah. keep everybody divided and upset and in fear and without being prepared that there might be UN soldiers uh, by these Kazarian mafias on US soil. There certainly are in Canada, certainly are in Canada. We're proving it in court right now. I say we, you know, Canadian brethren, Norman Traversy and some other great patriots in Ottawa. November 28th, Canada stands too. 
to take them all down. I spent a lot of my summers in Thunder Bay and Crystal yep. Beach. Sipping giant. Southern, uh, Southern Ontario. Yep. I can't tell you that I, I think of Canada as part of my home too. And uh, we can't let our Canadian brothers and sisters down because they have a tyrant, a cross-dressing tyrant for a leader. I saw a video of, of Trudeau running the other day next to a man. Mm-hmm. He's got feminine legs. He runs like a girl. He doesn't have an Adam's apple. He doesn't have pro-magnum eyebrows. Mm-hmm. His shoulder width is feminine. If you have one out of every 10,000 men will have one feminine characteristic. His waist is in the wrong place. If you have more than three feminine characteristics, it's mathematically impossible for you to have been born a male because the probability of that is one over 10,000 raised to the third power, which gets out to one over 100 trillion. There, you know, if you look at growth patterns, there've probably been since there are 8 billion people on the planet now in all of human history, you know, every, when you, uh, when you go to a growth cycle, you double from the previous number. So that means if you understand the statistical growth that we've had no more than 16 billion people in the history of humanity. So, well, if, if it's 16 billion people and we're talking one over a hundred trillion, that you're born a man. I mean, that's that's essentially zero. So we have a cross-dresser who poses as a man, lying through his teeth, destroying a beautiful country, destroying their ability to produce food. Canada was responsible for 30% of the world ex- food exports. There have only been five or six countries, depending on what year it is, that have been able to sustain itself with its own food. Everybody else is a net food importer. The United States controlled 60% of the world food exports. So the United States and Canada together controlled 90% of the food exports. The state of Arkansas produced more rice than red China. Amazing. And we have Gates buying up farmland and not farming. We have Trudeau selling farmland to the Chinese who aren't farming. They're going to cause world food shortages. How evil is that? Vietnam, before it dropped communism, had to import a million metric tons of food. The year that it became market-free because the government just gave up and it exported a million metric tons of rice and other food to China and still fed itself. We need these evil governments off people so that people can produce what they need. There are plenty of resources here. There's no food shortage 
there's a freedom shortage. There's a freedom to worship, a freedom to live in peace. We're being screwed with by the Kazarian Mafia, the synagogue of Satan. And our churches are so silent about it. Shame on our churches. They're letting our people down. They're not informing us of what's going on in the battle between good and evil. Chuck told us all this wonderful history about the Kazarian Mafia, the descendants of Cain, the murderous Cain who gave himself to Satan. It's in the book of Genesis. It's even better explained in the first book of Adam and Eve. But churches don't want you reading that one because you'll understand more about what they're doing wrong and how Satan operates. Uh, Melissa Red Pill the World talked about the Book of Jubilees today. The, there are hidden parts of the Bible that tell you to read about the Book of Jubilees. The Jubilees tell what will happen if the good guys win this battle, how nice our world will be, how well we'll live, what it'll be like to live in peace and harmony. But the churches don't want you to do, know that because they're too busy worshiping the wrong side. There are very few churches that are actually doing their job. And because they have to keep their 50C3 tax status, there's not a separation of church and state. The, church is being, the churches are being controlled by the Kazarian Mafia in our country, in Canada, in Australia, throughout the world. And, you know, all those child sacrifices that happen under the Vatican I mean, you got to be kidding me. These guys with these robes who call themselves holy, hurting children, there's a pretty good strong warning about that. It's better that you throw a, put a millstone around your neck and throw yourself into the sea than hurt one of these little kids. And, you know, all oh, these guys that are talking about this are all whacked. No, we're not whacked, we're awake. We proverbially took the red pill. We understood what remember, remember the 5th of November really means. It's not my fault that you're asleep. It's not Chuck's fault or Brad's fault that you're asleep. We're trying to help you wake up because if you don't wake up, you're not gonna spend eternity in a nice place. And this world is gonna go to shit and it can. This is the apex of the battle and there's nobody that can tell you more about what happens in an apex of a battle than chuck he's been in a lot more battles than i've been in well jim i would also like to say that you've actually been in a lot of battles too because you perform how many exorcisms have you successfully performed now outside uh, of the military service to the country of america and the people of the world how many? I'm working on I'm working on number seventeen now. He has sixteen exorcisms. So I don't know <laughs> any people, including we've had this conversation before. Chuck and his wife Michelle and I, when I was there at their home, we don't know anybody else who's done that before. You know, and, well, and, and, and then Chuck had an experience not long after where he, he's had to send out one of Satan's lieutenants in his room, which he shared, and I think it's another good time to share again coming up here 
But so yeah, you know the apex of the battle because you're literally now in the spiritual war tip of the spear. And that's why I said you're a general in God's army because people have to look at it from a military standpoint. They don't apply it from a church structural standpoint. You got to be a bishop. You're a general. And then on top of that, you're a general in the original church Christ created where he put his hand on Peter's shoulder, who was married, and said, you are the first bishop of my church. You are of that church. You are a general. Oh, thanks for your kind words. It's but the truth. This is a, You're welcome. This is a battle. And we the have, truth need to know. Yeah, this is a battle. We all have to fight. And, you know, God gave me gifts to fight, and I'm not going to let them down. I love God, and I love my fellow men, men and women. The church is, God is both father and mother, masculine and feminine. Wisdom is feminine. You know, we all need some wisdom. We all need the Holy Spirit in us. We need the Holy Spirit's wisdom. Gene D. Code, in his wonderful prayer, tells us that, you know, God is the creator of all things. The Holy Spirit is and the Father uh, have their son, Jesus, who's our Savior. That's pretty simple. There's many different ways to Jesus. There are people who follow a Krishna consciousness. They follow the Christ consciousness. There are people like uh, our friends with the, uh, oh, what's her name? Arcana Shores. She prays to God and asks God to communicate with her to help people. That's, a, that's service to the Lord. You don't have to have some robe and some title from a, a place in Rome or, or Moscow or in the Byzantine Empire to, to be a holy person. I mean, the temple of the Holy Spirit is right here in our heart if we let him in or let her in. And God help you if you don't, because you're screwed without him. We need God in us. And all we have to do is ask. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door will be opened. It doesn't say that you have to be white to get this or black to get it or, you know, male or female. It doesn't say that you have to give 10% of your income to a church in order to be holy. I mean, isn't that like selling tithes? I mean, that's the whole reason we have Protestantism is Martin Luther, the great Roman Catholic priest started a new religion, Lutheranism, because he didn't believe that you could buy your way to heaven. God is not for sale and our children are not for sale. And we are not for sale. We are sovereign souls, which is a great title. And we all need to stand up and, and do our part. If we don't do our part, we're the person who got talents from God and hit them in the ground. And that didn't end well for the person that hit them. But if we have our talents and we produce fruit, and that's my puppy barking at a deer outside. <laughs> You're scaring them, gig. You got your gear tag? Yeah. You know, you know, if we don't use our talents and produce fruit, we're pretty useless. Yeah. 
Colonel, thank you, Bishop. Yeah, you're a good puppy, scaring us vermin off the property. <laughs> <laughs> and Chuck, as I already, I already preempted the story of what you had and fought off. No, it was, yeah, it was this past May 17th, 6.45 in the morning. And uh, <clears throat> I was just getting, I was up, I was looking ready to check emails and I saw something move in, in the room and I turned and it was a, it was a, a winged creature that was like red with black, with black streaks on the wings, shaped like a, like bird wings, not bat wings, but, um, but it was like, deep red with black and then all I saw was claws coming at my at me and, and the only thing I could think of it was just like a just like in the army I, instead of picking up my pistol or my rifle I grabbed the rosary that was next to the bed and I shoved it in this thing's face and said law of encroachment law of encroachment with that shit I, I had only learned about about a month prior from Jim and uh and it just disappeared when I did that, scared the ever-living shit out of me. <laughs> and I'm not saying I destroyed it. I'm saying that I stopped it from getting me, and that's all I could ask for. I obviously didn't do it by myself, you know. Well, we had just well, done a show the night prior where all of us were on, and then this that instance happened, and Jim, was it that you told Chuck that came after him? That creature, what was it? What and who, I guess, is probably the best way to explain it for everybody. Well, these creatures are, like Chuck's are, are uh, lieutenants of Satan. And, you know, once you hit a certain level of believing, uh, you become a target. And uh, I know there are a hundred witches' covens that know my name and regularly try to curse me. And, uh, but I have God on my side. God wins all the time. And if you don't believe that, then there's the story of Hubert Schiffer, who was a priest saying the rosary, same rosary that Chuck mentioned, along with seven other priests in this little chapel 600 yards from ground zero when the A-bomb went off. Everything around them was vaporized for miles. But all these priests died of old age decades later. And there was a woman in the Hiroshima library reading a book about Our Lady of Fatima, 800 miles, or 800 yards, excuse me, from ground zero. Everything around her was vaporized, but she and the book were fine, and she died of old age decades later. The power of prayer, especially in these times, is much stronger than the atomic bomb. It's much stronger than anything else. The Battle of Lepento. The Christian forces were outnumbered 10 to 1 in one of the great naval battles of all time. And everybody prayed. And uh, the Ottoman Turks, it took them hundreds of years before they were a strong military force again. 
by the way they got whacked. And they had to basically leave Western Europe because they didn't have the forces anymore. And then there's something that happened in World War II in May, Pope Pius, May 1942. As all the churches that he's responsible for saying the rosary as part of Mass on a Sunday after on a Sunday morning. All over the world. After that day, the Allies won every major battle in World War II. Before that day, they had lost every major battle in World War II. It's a fact. This is the time that we get on our knees and we pray. Now, do you have to say the rosary? No. It's a nice prayer. I like saying the rosary, but it's not the only prayer I say. We can pray from the heart. We can ask Jesus to help us pray. He loves to help us. We can ask the Holy Spirit. If we're Muslim, the true Muslims worship through the Holy Spirit. They can pray for peace. The true Jews worship through God the Father. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. We're all related. We don't have to be fighting each other. We should be praying and helping each other. The Christians are Jesus' chosen people. The Jews are God the Father's chosen people. The Muslims are God the Holy Spirit's chosen people. And there are other people who worship God through one of these ways. The American Indian and the Canadian Indian they worship through the great spirit. The great spirit is God the Father. We're all brothers and sisters. There's absolutely no reason for us not to be united in prayer, respecting how each other prays, because we do have a common enemy, the synagogue of Satan, or the church of Satan, or the temple of Satan. Whatever we want to call it, the devil worshipers are trying to kill everybody on earth, just like the devil tried to kill Adam and Eve in the book of Adam and Eve, which is why the churches don't want you to know about it, because the devil wants to take this planet for themselves. It's better than going to hell. You know, I can understand that. I mean, hell's a terrible place. This isn't, this isn't half bad. This is a really beautiful world, and it's a fallen world. But it won't be a fallen world much longer if we all get together and pray. And that, if you're not strong enough to pray, you're a wuss. After uh, that thing happened on May 17th of this year, we were actually spending the night over at my son and, and his wife's house. And, and uh, it was like 3.30 in the morning on July the 2nd. My wife remembers it. I couldn't remember the date, but she said, no, it was on July the 2nd. And uh, I just woke up. I was sleeping on the couch. We were all over the house. So I was sleeping on the couch. And, and uh, I just woke up with this, like, feeling of really impending dread, like something is here, something's coming. And so I just immediately went straight to Psalm 91, uh, Protection Under God's Security, I went to Psalm 91 and then the law of encroachment said the law of encroachment. And then basically I blessed, you know, as a layman, 
I blessed the house and I blessed the outside perimeters of the of the yard and everything. And then I found out that my daughter-in-law felt the same thing, woke up and she was doing the same thing, blessing the house. Wow. Because she felt it too. Amen to that. It was like, wow. <laughs> so I don't know. It's real. It, it I know it's real. real. <laughs> I know it's real too. I used to have a, a picture of the uh, West Point ghost. That I actually captured with a camera, and I used to have two of them, and I gave one to my uh, sponsor, who was uh, at the time a uh, major named Howard, who ended up being a two star, and uh, had something to do with running the VA for a while. A really great guy, and he had one of the pictures. Uh, he was really good to me when I was a cadet. And uh, and I lost the book that uh, the picture was in. But anyway, it was really weird. The ghost was standing against the wall. And I just got the jaws and decided to take his picture. And he shows up as a reflection in the, in the floor. It was really weird. But... Uh, And he looked just like the drawing of the ghost that was in the New York Times that uh, my late roommate and I drew that ended up uh, ended up in the New York Times. I think it ended up in the Times. I think it was published October 17, uh, 1972. But I'm not 100% sure of the date, but it was around that. And this was the same ghost that you punched that manifested itself as the demon cobalt? Yeah. The psychic out of the room? Well, the psychic was, the psychic came um, in the spring, uh, Jeannie Dixon. You know, we weren't in the room anymore, but uh, the deputy chairman of the honor committee and this commandant, who was a one-star general who wanted to, run us out with an, with an honor violation because he figured we were lying about everything. And uh, the, the superintendent, who was a three-star, were in the room escorting Gene Dixon, who started a uh, chant to expel the, the demon. And the demon picked her up and threw her out like a bartender throws a drunk out. She landed on her bottom and run, running away screaming. Now, as a young man, I would have paid to have seen that because I would have thought that was kind of funny. But as an older man, I've, I've learned to have a little more compassion than that. And, you know, she was trying to do a good work, and it must have scared the living shit out of her. Poor thing. Yeah. yeah. He was famous. <laughs> and it's written up in the West Point uh, newsletter. What's the name of that newsletter, Jim? Uh, the, it was the West Point magazine. It was called The Pointer. Pointer. And if you look at the uh, editions from October and November of 1972, you can get a uh, very good idea of what happened. Yeah. Incredible. I could write a book about it, but then I'd have to relive it. And I really want to move forward. I don't want to 
live in the past. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And we talk about Kazari uh, Mafia. I want to touch on um, mention Hawaii for a moment. We've also had the directed energy weapon attacks there recently in Lahaina. And, um, you know, the Alliance of Indigenous Nations, I was back on a call with them on Thursday. And so, again, this is 58 sovereign U.S., excuse me, 58 sovereign Indigenous nations who have signed a peace treaty recognizing each other around the world, hoping soon to be 158. So from South Africa to Siberia, from New Zealand to Australia, the Pacific <coughs> nations as well, all across the planet. And as well, this includes sovereign nations within the continental boundaries of what's now known as Canada, or as they call it, Turtle Island, and the USA Republic slash corporation, depending on your point of view, right? You know, Mohawk, Iroquois, Lakota, and so on and so forth. And Jim, as you were mentioning, you know, the great omnipresence of divinity. God is the all-knowing all father, the mother, the creator, the great spirit. And we look at Kazarian Mafia and what they've done to divide people. And you were mentioning in Japan on the power of prayer when they dropped the A-bomb. You know, the complicity all so goes back to World War II, which has been unearthed at, you know, Pearl Harbor. That attack was known to be coming. And the White House allowed it to happen and we have one of our mutual acquaintances slash friends lee dundas her dad was on the arizona got blown off the arizona in pearl harbor and the indigenous on one of our recent calls alliance of indigenous nations was talking about little do americans know their own history because the u.s marines were sent into the hawaiian islands to take it over and the usa corporation planted a flag and claimed it as USA territory. And this was just in the last couple of decades. So what we've seen in the 1700s, the 1800s, these branches of Kazarians, whether they call themselves Christians or Jesuits, you know, or Jewish, as these two men have so well informed everybody here in the audience, this continues to happen. It is a land grab. It is a spiritual grab, and they want to suck your soul, time, energy, and money and control everything and eradicate you. I'd like to add one of the things to the attack on Pearl Harbor. And uh, because we all have military experience, we understand that 72 hours before an attack, an attacking force usually goes into radio listening silence. The 72-hour point, the Japanese were behind a storm in radio listening silence. And the U.S. aircraft carriers were all ordered away from Pearl by Washington. Really? Yes, that's, these are military facts. I did not so know. the aircraft carriers were far away from Pearl when the attack occurred, which means... Washington knew that there was an attack imminent and they wanted Pearl to be a disaster so that the American people would rally behind them and join the war effort. 
So in other words, Pearl Harbor was a false flag. Yep. And <clears throat> and when we and then look at the Battle of Midway. We had their code, so we knew they were we knew they were going to Midway. We locked down Hawaii so that nobody could transmit anything outside of Hawaii. The Japanese had no idea that we had aircraft carriers. And we had three ready that were in some semblance of battle ready. And because of that surprise, we were able to sink their four big aircraft carriers. And that was basically the turning point of the war. After that, the war in the Pacific was essentially over. There was no way that the Japanese could win because they were forced to stay close to islands because they needed aircraft. Where we had the freedom to maneuver anywhere because we had aircraft carriers. And so mm -hmm. Japanese were basically set up by the Americans and the Brits to attack. And we knew they were coming. And we moved our most important naval assets away so that when it was time for a counterattack, that we had everything we needed to make that happen, plus the support of the American people who were lied to that this was a total surprise attack. It wasn't a surprise attack. We knew an attack was coming. And our monitors knew when the Japanese quit transmitting. So we knew 72 hours there was going to be an attack, probably at Pearl Harbor, and we moved our assets away. That's a false flag, just like the Gulf of Tonkin was a false flag, just like 9-11 was a false flag. I mean, Saddam Hussein didn't hit us with, with planes, but we went and destroyed him. You know, our government lies to us all the time. And it's really just a terrible thing. And you get the visual of George Bush Jr. sitting in a classroom reading reading books to elementary kids. And then you get to see his face after he gets told that the, the thing happened. Like, oh, it, okay, it happened like land. Get out of yeah. here. <clears throat> And we're hearing here that, you know, you mentioned, uh, I, th I think you had mentioned direct energy weapon in Hawaii for in Lahaina. Mm -hmm. People got killed in that thing. Um, yeah. They're saying that it was a direct energy weapon that hit the chemical plant up north of Houston a couple of weeks ago in Shepard. That's all out now, that, that it was a directed energy weapon that hit that. Yeah. Now, the AIN, the AIN... I said anybody who speaks on a Zoom and AIN, it was literally is is recognized that the it's not called Lahaina fires. They said we're calling it the Lahaina terrorist attack. Lahaina terrorist attack. So this is how the Alliance of Indigenous Nations references what just happened two months ago. So this is what the world needs to know. Lahaina terrorist attack is what it needs to be known as. 
And I mean, go back to World War II, you look at, uh, for example, once we're on that train for a second, you look at what Patton was looking to do, anybody studied Patton, by the end of World War II, he's like, we need to go to Russia, you know, which we need to route out any of the communist side because we now know about the infiltration, right? Which now has come back Russian, not no longer the United Soviet Socialist Republics. Socialist being the third word in that name, fact checkers. And now you've got a president, Jim, on our one of our last shows, you shared that uh, Putin had built three and a half thousand churches. We now know that they chemically castrate pedophiles and anybody who grows, attempts to grow or sell genetically modified organisms, also known as food, fake foods, uh, it's, they're considered and deemed a domestic terrorist and will be tried as such. Yeah. Those facts. Right? And, uh, and Putin's also closed down the abortion clinics because he doesn't believe in uh, killing the unborn. And he certainly doesn't believe that their parts should be sold to Satanists. Yep. And they shouldn't be used as food additives like HEK-293, which is in essentially all the sodas. And then you can look at other things like the major beer makers like Budweiser and uh, Coors and Heineken and Guinness leaving glyphosate in the water. Glyphosate causes cancer. I've made my own beer. I used to make my own beer. I would want the purest water possible because it would make better beer. I wouldn't want any chemicals in beer because it would take away from the yeast's ability to create alcohol and it would destroy the taste of the beer. So they're making less tasting beer that is more harmful to us by leaving stuff in or putting it in. If you know it's there and you leave it in, you're basically saying it's okay. So I would encourage people to figure out if they're beer drinkers, and I love beer, and I love Derek Johnson's song about the right beer, right time. <laughs> yeah. That is so much fun. that he is right. such a great artist. Yeah. And that's a fun, it's fun to have a beer and listen to that song. And beer is not against any religion. You know, Jesus drank, he made water into wine. Beer is proof and wine is proof that God loves us and wants us to be happy. But we can't be happy if they're poisoning us yeah. and poisoning the food with and turning us into cannibals with HEK or human meat and hamburgers, which... Uh, a lot of the major chains are doing, or these chemicals that cause cancer in our in our food and in our beer. Uh, that's just a non-starter. And there are wines with this, and there's graphene oxide and my favorite, my former favorite mineral water from Italy. Yeah, that's very well known. I mean, what the hell? Pellegrino. I'll, I'll, I'll say it to you. Yeah, nobody comes after you. San Pellegrino, graphene oxide. Yeah. It's been proven. I mean, why would you treat your customers so poorly and wonder why the hell they, you know, I would encourage everyone to start buying more local beers from the 
from the guys down the street that make it themselves. It's yeah. just as good, and they don't have any of the bad stuff in it. Maybe it costs a buck more. But I can't tell you how much – well, I think my first bill for cancer was uh, $600,000. That buys a lot of extra beer. Uh, fortunately, uh, I had good insurance. But, you know, and I'm waiting today or tomorrow to hear from my oncologist because I just had my three-year checkup for cancer. Cancer is a real bearer. And, you know, no one wants to have it, but I was given cancer because of a medicine that had, they put medicine, they put cancer viruses in a medicine that I had to take after the Gulf War shots. I mean, that's how messed up things are. And they've gotten a lot better at it. So if you're dumb enough to trust your doctor who doesn't do his homework and doesn't believe in natural cures, I've taken root brands. I've gotten stronger. I've gotten healthier. I've gotten happier. I sleep better. Why? Because I'm getting toxins out of my body. My digestive system is improving. My mental alertness is much better and off the charts. Our friend Lisa, who wrote that beautiful book, uh, Every Belief There's a Lie, if it wasn't for root brands, she wouldn't have been able to finish her book. She could concentrate again. Yeah. And it's a great book. I mean, if you thought Steppenwolf was a great book by Herman Hesse, The Journey of How to Get to Know Yourself. Lisa's book is 10 times better. Absolutely wonderful. But we deserve better than what we're getting, and we won't get it unless we vote with our dollars. Mm. We think that some guy wearing a dress is a woman and is a good spokesman for a beer company who also puts glyphosate in their water. I mean, why in the hell would you buy the, the closet queen of beers anymore? I mean, it just doesn't work. When I can buy a nice local beer, it's actually beer. And I know how to make beer, and I know what a good beer tastes like. And it's fun to have a beer with a friend. Especially if you're playing guitars like you and Chuck are artists as well and very well gifted musicians and talented and uh, and you guys have taken a natural step in life it's pretty amazing too godwin's by the way the link for bishop jim o'connor underneath here for root brands he's referencing the trinity pack bench pressing 320 pounds in up 39 times 38.5 times in 10 minutes we'll record him on that soon and now he's starting to jog and he's using a little something else that the colonel is using as well too, which can help a lot of veterans and first responders and even kids. Yeah, I'm, I'm sold on the root brands and on the uh, light wave patches. They're they're amazing. Yeah, big difference. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm 70 and I've started jogging again. I haven't been able to jog since I was 55. That's amazing. And Colonel's link for him and his wife, Michelle, for LifeWave is down below too, to check out the stem cell activation patches. First developed for Navy SEALs as a black project. Did you get you guys ever get that when you were still in Chuck? Because it was the same year, right around the same year you retired from the unit. Uh, no, it was, we did not. We weren't part of that, that thing, but it doesn't surprise me. I mean, it makes total sense. 
Um, we were doing, we did do um, a lot of uh, holistic type projects. You know, uh, the, the one that comes to mind, you can look it up, I'm sure, is the Trojan Warrior Project that we did when in 10th group. And it was about <clears throat> meditation, eating proper food and everything. And it was all about increasing your uh, mental capacity to stay awake. And this back in the Cold War, you got to remember when yeah. our missions were to infiltrate Poland and East Germany and, and, and watch troop movements of the Russians if they ever came across the line. And so you were, it was all about concentration, concentration, staying awake and staying alert. Um, good projects. And I'm sure they probably are online. So there's a long history of it. That's cool. And why, why don't you describe, since we're on it, we're giving you guys a good plug, you and Michelle, for what the powerful effects it's also had for you. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I take the, I'd use the X39 and X49 patches, but the one that really made the difference for me was was the uh, ice wave because I have like acute pain in certain places where I was injured, like left knee, lower back, and this and that that and the the um, the relief I get for the acute uh, the acute pain, the ice wave gives me that, and it gives it to me like within the first five minutes. And it's and it's gone. I and mean, sometimes I'll feel pressure in the knee, but the pain is gone, and it's amazing because because uh, I have trouble standing up for long periods of time because it just kills kills my back. Um, it, it made a huge difference though, the the uh, X thirty nine and X forty nine and the light uh, ice wave patches. Yeah. Eon does too, because Eon Eon cuts out the uh, the. Uh, it's an anti-inflammatory, and it really works fast. I mean, so it's really good, especially if you're doing all, doing all three at the same time. It's really good. Definitely. Yeah, the clinical study I read on that one and then heard the, uh, David Schmidt speak about with Aeon is it typically takes a trained Buddhist monk 20 to 30 years to reach the state that when you wear that, it gives you in 15 to 30 minutes. So it yeah. drops into the parasympathetic, which is where the greatest some of the greatest healing happens. So everybody watching, a way to support these incredible men and their loved ones is Root Brand's link for Godwins for Bishop Jim and the LifeWave link for Cage 1987 with Colonel Sellers of what you've just heard. You can take a look. And then always see the grace of God on Rumble. Links down here in the description on my channel. And if you're watching this on Grace of God, you already know where to go to get hanging out with Bishop Jim on a daily basis when he has time, when he's not healing people and slaying demons and sending them off to the courts of heaven with the angels. So it's really cool. So gentlemen, do you think we're going to get to a point where we have Kazarian Mafia part five, just here in the last five minutes before we wrap up? Will there be a Kazarian Mafia part five or do you intuit things will hopefully change in the next month or two and we'll have the Jubilee as you were sharing earlier, Jim? Um, I think it really depends on how much praying people do. If people pray, because the Aryan Mafia will not last much longer. If people get into the materialism of Christmas, uh, then uh, we'll definitely need a part five. Roger that. Yeah, and part of the act is being played out right now in the Mideast. So 
I believe, you know, so there's going to be things that fall out of that one way or the other. I'm not sure exactly how that's going to go, but it's going to be important, I think. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. I did reference a couple of places in scripture. I would encourage people to read those scriptures because if you can read them and see something different than what I told you, God love you. But it's pretty clear that uh, there are people who are calling themselves something they're not, and they're part of the synagogue of Satan. And it's pretty clear that uh, what we're seeing in Israel right now is really a false flag. And it's an attempt to get the world to go into war. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, these people that want war are really brave with other people's lives. They're not brave with their own lives. Right. Yep. Yes. Amen to that. Gentlemen, thank you so much for your service, continued service, as well as Michelle and your family, Colonel and Gig and Bishop Jim, and to the soul of beautiful Jim Lynn. Amen to you all. And God bless you and Amy and your family. Absolutely. And shame on our country for not letting you back in. Absolutely. That's the USA Corporation. I bet it wouldn't be for the Republic, right? No. Stay with us anytime. The Republic will get cleaned up. Excellent. Excellent. I'm happy to help sweep, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, we need garbage out. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for watching. So you've got the links down below. Make sure you follow. You even just drop a comment and let these men know how grateful you are for their service. If that's all you can do, prayers help, we take it, because that's what the world needs right now, as you just heard from Bishop Jim and also the colonel validating it. Hopefully, we won't be here with the Kazarian Mafia Part 5, and this is it. And if necessary and it comes to it, we will be. But let's let's see what we can do about making sure that doesn't happen. We're in peace, love, joy, and harmony. We're starting that sweep up at the end of this. All right. Thank you, gentlemen. God bless. Love you all. God bless. Cheers. Take care, you guys. Cutting edge guests. Awesome, uncensored, jaw-dropping information, plus funny memes, good deeds, and loads of laughter. Kind of have it all. Ladies and gentlemen, if your soul is awake, then welcome, because you're in the right place.